Welcome to the Lady Beta Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Mern. I'm a certified health coach, certified personal trainer, and soon to be a certified brain rewiring coach. We're going to be talking about all things training, nutrition, mindset, and hormone balancing for the Lady Climber. You can learn more about me and the services I offer over at ladybetacoaching.com and over on Instagram at ladybeta.coaching. Let's dive in. Today, I have Dr. Lexi with me here today. She is a chiropractor, acupuncturist, and she specializes in female athletes. We're going to be talking all about hormones and how they actually influence the way that we should be exercising, and I'm so excited to dig into this conversation. So Lexi, go ahead and tell us a little bit more about you and introduce yourself to my audience. Hey, everybody. I'm Dr. Lexi. I am, like Chelsea said, a uh, chiropractor. I practice acupuncture, and I am in Fairfield, Connecticut. I work with not only female athletes, but people from all walks of life. Uh, I do enjoy working with female athletes, climbers, cyclists. I work with power lifters, uh, triathletes, and uh, I really like digging into not just the surface level of like, oh, my elbow feels funny, uh, but why? And seeing how we can break it down and how people perform better in the long term. And uh, I think it's really interesting to see the overlaps in personality types and uh, performance abilities and, and exertion in all different types of sports. I love it. And so for you, so you really specialize in exercise endocrinology, which I'm sure you can explain that a lot better than me, but essentially how our hormones really influence our body. So tell me a little bit more about that, because, I mean, this is fascinating. Uh, It really is just a fancy way of saying that, you know, Um, hormone influence on the musculoskeletal system, at least from my perspective in the way that I practice. Um, And a lot of what I find the most interesting is, so women, um, it's not just for everybody, the perfect 28 day cycle. There's so much space in between, uh, depending on when a woman started menstruating, um, if it is a regular cycle and if that regular cycle for that woman is 28 days, 35 days, somewhere in between, if they have oligomenorrhea, so irregular periods, or if they're regularly irregular, how that oligomenorrhea started, amenorrhea. Um, for athletes, it's common to have REDS, um, which is relative energy deficiency in sports. Um, and if there is a quote unquote easy way to resolve it, which is often, um, adapting their energy availability and diet, or if it's something a little bit deeper and looking at a hormone panel. Mm -hmm. So for you, I mean, you do a lot of like root cause stuff. Like you're not just looking to say, Hey, here's the issue. Let's just fix that. Like you're, you're actively looking to dive deeper. And for you, like why take that approach? Why not just say like, hey, I'll give you some exercises for your elbow? Um, I guess there's a long and short answer. Um, I've been in sport my whole life and never been an easy case (laughs) for anything. And I found that understanding that really helped me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've also always been really stubborn. Um, like I got into chiropractic school and realized that there's not a lot of women around. And I went and spoke to one of my professors and told him about that. And then he sat down and asked if I wanted to be on a diversity panel. Um, 
but I said, just because I'm a woman doesn't make me diverse. So then I feel like I just drove the nail deeper into my coffin by saying no. Um, so I think my stubbornness and my need for answers drove me to want to find answers for other people. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we need that, honestly, because we can't just keep like slapping the Band-Aid on. Like at a certain point, like all of these things are going to come back up. So kind of going back to the cycles that you mentioned. So let's say somebody does have irregular cycles. Like what's going to be the difference in the way that somebody maybe approaches exercise or the difference that their hormones are going to be affecting them versus somebody who maybe has a more regular cycle? Um, well, I think... Part of it is looking at the, the hormone panels, whether they are um, higher or tend to be more higher in testosterone, estrogen, or progesterone, and whether they have, um, what, whether they would maybe be put on a different diet type, put on more of, for maybe a regularly cycling individual would switch their diet potentially every two weeks for a follicular or a luteal state. Someone that is in this more, we'll call it a stretched out cycle um, may tend towards more one type of diet or the other for a longer period of time. And then their energy cycles for what they want to do for exercise may tend towards uh, needing more rest. And uh, they may have a higher stress response to exercise. So a lower amount of exercise um, may result in just having them be more tired. And that can have a really detrimental long-term effect. Um, just like for comparison, so uh, sustained amenorrhea can have about a 20% decrease or um, result in a 20% decrease in bone mass and have a 20% increase in stress response. And that's only 10% less than the effect of anorexia on the body, which is a 30% spike in uh, stress response. Very interesting. Yeah. And so, I mean, if you have amenorrhea, like if you don't have a cycle, that's definitely something to go talk to your care practitioner about because it's not it's not going to be a benefit for you in the long run. Yeah. We should want to cycle. Like these hormones are a benefit, right? Like estrogen has some protective elements towards our muscular health. health and um there is like some back and forth about how our uh, female type hormones affect our tendon health and tendon density and having a handle on that and the what's and the why's and the how's can really like spike your training. Yep, absolutely. And I mean, it's, I think it's becoming more common now for people to be paying attention to their cycles. So let's say throughout their cycle, like what are some of those most important parts that people want to pick out and would they potentially change their training based on those different stages? Um, I think it's, in my opinion, it's too general. Look, I, I don't want to make a blanket statement for the general public of everybody do this when you think it's the 12th day of your cycle. Um, because there's so many women in the world, right? Last I checked, there were more women than men in the world. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to make one statement for all the women in the world to do. I'm going to say that everyone's cycle is different. So understand how you feel, how you respond, um, and adjust accordingly, just mm -hmm. like 
you would for anything else. Yeah. So what would be kind of some indicators for people to maybe go get that hormone panel that you were test or talking about? Like, what would some of those things like, oh, I'm noticing these signs or symptoms? What are those for people? Um, like a really high stress response, which would be like, say, you have a, a day at the gym, whether whatever it is you do, whether probably mostly climbers, uh, or if you have a lifting day, that's a low effort day you have maybe a half hour um, session in the gym and you come back and you are just dead for the rest of the day, or you find that you really can't handle training two days on. Um, or if your uh, mood swings, which we can talk about fueling for those kind of things. Also um, your mood swings are just out of control, unpredicted. Um, or if you're someone who has previously had a regular cycle and are now finding that the cycle is becoming more and more spaced out. Mm-hmm. And so for you, would you say like stress has a pretty big effect on that then? Uh, personally? I mean, personally, I you can answer that. And that is, I don't want to say it's okay, but it's something that I have learned to adapt to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think too, like people when they're in the moment, like if you were to ask somebody like, oh, hey, what's your stress level? I think people minimize it. They're like, oh, it's not that bad. Uh, I, that is so American. Right? Like, how are you doing? Okay. Great. Fine. Uh, world's falling down. I'm fine. Right? Yeah. So, your responses like mediocre. I'm doing like, um, I'm in the yellow zone today, I think. I'm a four out of 10. How are you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that honesty. So, for you, what are some of those ways of adapting to the external stressors that we have around us, you know, in order to essentially perform better? Like, we can't always get rid of the stress. So we have to kind of like change our response to that. So what does that look like for you when you work with people? Um, so as far as external stressors, part of it is knowing that, uh, I actually had a conversation like this with someone today, um, climbers and other athletes that are doing like the same sport all year round, uh, I think have the irrational mentality that every single season has to get better in the same way. Right. So like you have to climb slightly harder every three months physically, like maybe change that focus a little bit. Uh, am I more comfortable on this terrain? Um, is my mental state better? Um, are my gear placements better? Did I boulder more this season? Um, have I built a better community? So many different things and just changing that angle and finding different ways to change the focus can help decrease the stress of a pinpoint of just always being physically better. Uh, but there are also, um, biological ways I'll say that as females, we can take control a little bit of premenstrual syndrome. So the fluctuating levels of estrogen, because estrogen can cross the blood-brain barrier, literally Fs with your head. It's, it is in your head. It's not in your head. It is in your head. Um, so some things that we can do are regularly get enough protein and to look for protein sources that are high in leucine, because protein and leucine can help to stabilize serotonin, which is part of the offset that is affected by those fluctuating levels of estrogen through our reproductive years and especially going into peri and in menopause. 
as the estrogen levels are fluctuating wildly and going into a decrease. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's going to be refreshing for a lot of people to hear that, like, you're not meant to feel the same every single day because your hormones are changing. Every single day. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to keep up with us. Jeez. Just try. Yeah, just try. So, I mean, with that, then having those external stressors, what you're saying is like, okay, can we change the lens through which we're viewing success? Can we change our definition of success by, you know, essentially not being as hard on ourselves? Because if you're expecting to progress, you know, a couple grades every season, you're going to run out of rock climbs. Like, yeah. Which would, I mean, which would be awesome to have that problem. But for you, like, when you work with people, what is kind of, like, the number one thing that people come in for? So I know you have a virtual practice as well as an in-person as well. Mm-hmm. Um, in person, the number one thing that I see would probably be shoulder injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just based on the combination of demographics that I see between like cyclists, between mostly cyclists, powerlifters and climbers, shoulder injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, and with people that have, uh, or women that have hormonal complaints involved, it's energy availability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, like destroyed and run down. Absolutely. And that goes back to the red S that you were talking about. And, I think with climbing, it's all about like, oh, send weight and I got to lose cl- like weight to climb harder for you. Like what's kind of your stance on that? And are you able to kind of like help people through that, through shifting their mindset or? Um, I, I almost want to say in like a few simple things, uh, carbs are good. Not all carbs are the same. Like some carbs are higher quality than others. Food is your friend. Food is not something like that's a reward system. Um, and you really need to fuel yourself. Uh, I have a couple clients or patients that are younger and I feel like I'm telling them all it's calories in calories out, out. Like the food has to come in first. That's like the very baseline basics of it. And then depending on the person, we kind of work from there. Right. And I think too, like people, people can hear this maybe and they're like, okay, yeah, I think I'm eating enough. Like, how does somebody know? Like how, I mean, how much enough is enough? <laughs> um, there are calculations out there to find your base metabolic rate, uh, which is a starting point, but our hormones can change your base metabolic rate based on where you are in your cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a little bit of playing around with a food diary, how you're feeling, how much you're sleeping, how much deep sleep you're getting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so important, too. So those people that come in for shoulder injuries, what are kind of some of those more root cause things that you see? Is it more like, oh, let's try to reduce those external stressors? Maybe you do really need more deep sleep. Like, I'm, I'm sure you can't like blanket statement like, oh, here's one commonality. But like, what do you end up talking to people about most? Um, changing up what they're doing. So changing the stresses. So external stresses, exercise types. Um, some talk about like diet supplementation. Um I'm sure you'd love to talk about collagen. I can talk about collagen. It's the most abundant uh, protein in the body. And uh, for women, if you're looking for a protein that has leucine in it and taking collagen before you exercise to have it bioavailable 
and to help try and prevent some of these soft tissue injuries for a collagen that has leucine in it can help prevent with that in that way. Uh, But yeah, like it's, everyone is a little bit different, but it's always a talk about like what led to the injury, not just it's this muscle. Right. Yeah. And I think too, a lot of times people are like, well, what can I do for like prehab in quotes, or how could I have prevented this? And I think people maybe just want simple exercises, but you're saying like, it's more than that. Like it's the shit that's going on in your life. Oh yeah. Always. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice? Here's a band, do your exercises, you're better. (laughs) It's more complicated than that. And why do you think it is that maybe people, I don't want to say people are hesitant to address maybe the the stressors in their life, but like, why, why is that kind of the last thing that people are open to? Um, I think it's easy to deal with things on the surface level. It's harder to accept that maybe we're in our own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's it's deep work because, I mean, you're probably going to have to rearrange a lot of your beliefs or maybe you do have to come to terms with things like, oh, yeah, I have been restricting food or maybe I do have a little bit of exercise addiction, like those deeply rooted things. Like, yeah, you're going to have to change the way you live your life. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, like, how have things been? So this year with quarantine and everything, like, how has that been? I mean, you just like you pretty much took your business forward when this all started. So how has that been for you? Um, there's been some ups and downs, but overall, it's been okay. Um, it's been a real opportunity for me to do some of that deep thinking mm-hmm. <laughs> and see what I really want out of my business and not to like fall into the easy way. Yeah. Um, it's had me really prioritize like how many honestly, like what funds I have available for how I want to practice. Mm-hmm. I had to learn how to market. Um, and also I had to really prioritize my time. So um, everyone out there in podcast world, as Chelsea and I were talking, my home office is in a nook behind my campus board. <laughs> in your house. In my house, yeah. So it makes great for uh, for timing, set a timer between one and the other. I keep a hanging calendar next to my hang boards and I plan out the week every Sunday. So I have to really like keep myself on task to stay on top of training and work and rehab because I had a a bit of an injury this summer. Oh, just a bit. Uh, Tell me more about that. (laughs) Um, well, my practice was doing really well and, um, I fell like between 15 and 20 feet off my mountain bike and broke my clavicle, a couple ribs and my spine. Uh, my first thought was, Oh no, I can't climb. And my next thought was I have to cancel my appointments for the next few days. <laughs> That's dedication right there. I mean, um, how that, that must've affected you in a big way, you know, working with people in person not being able to use one half of your body, essentially. I was back in the office three days later. Uh, Yeah, I had the surgery. Well, the day I had the surgery, I went into the office and started working that day. Um, Business has been okay. Like, recovering to climbing has been the hardest part. I think I sent you a picture one day of doing, like, isometric pulls in the sling. Just like, this arm's still okay. 
Yeah, you, I mean, you kept a really positive attitude throughout that. So, I mean, for anybody out there that might be injured, like, how were you able to, I mean, I don't want to say stay motivated because sometimes, you know, you do need some rest and you've taken some rest as well. But like, how were you able to kind of keep that bigger picture in mind and still move forward towards that? Well, this is not my first major injury. Uh, it's actually my third. Uh, it's the first one I've stayed positive through. I tried to do kind of like climbing style training the first couple weeks and it actually made me more upset. So I switched gears and went like full weightlifting for two months, joined a powerlifting gym, learned about it. And it's been three and a half months since the injury. And my, my mental strength is not bad, but my physical strength is at about like 85%. Awesome. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty great recovery for that serious of an injury. Yeah, I'm feeling okay about it. Yeah. I don't want to say practice makes perfect because like we don't want people to like go get injured, but I think you taking that approach of like, yeah, I don't want to do climbing training in the way that I had been doing it because I don't want to be comparing myself against where I was. I'm in a completely different spot now. Let's try something completely new. Exactly. Like if you're used to pulling on a hangboard edge and you can't get your arms over your head or it hurts to pull straight down, it's depressing to see like 15 register on the scale. Yeah. And I think exactly intention is huge behind everything. Like for me, I always tell all of my clients, like if you're not feeling at least let's say 75% for your workouts, don't do it. Like the intention behind it, you're not going to get as good of results or benefits from it in that state. Yeah, totally. It's so true. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) So for you, like how has it been trying to balance, you know, running a business your rehab, and then, I mean, your own passions as well. So not only climbing, but biking too. Some days it's great. And I get a day off and I go climb or maybe I'll like wake up really early and go for a ride. Um, Or there's days like today where I bailed on a ride because I was just so exhausted. I was like, I want to drink coffee and read a book and then hang for it in the morning. Yep. Um, In some ways it feels selfish because – I am the priority, but my patients are also a priority. Yeah. So it really is a day-to-day balance. And like that wall calendar next to my hangboards really helps me make sure I get all the important things done. I'm also in another master's program, but like that's, that's another thing. Everything has its place and time. Sure. Just very organized. You said earlier that like you could just take the quote easy way out. Like what is, how is that different? Like what does that look like? Like why not do it the easy way? And then what's different between that and what you're doing now with your practice? Um, I could have given up and tried to find a job somewhere else. Um, I could have, there are like agencies where I could have hired for bookings to have whoever come in. Uh, I could have just done like mass marketing to all the people in Connecticut, not the specific niche market that I want to reach. Yeah. I mean, I think that shows a lot of integrity too, because you wanted to be in alignment. And if you kind of like had that little knack to work for yourself, like you're never going to be happy working for somebody else. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, so for you, like, how, what is it like? I mean, I run my own business and I'm like, it's really empowering. I love it. It's great. I don't work for anybody. Um, do you kind of feel the same way or like, what are those, I mean, the perks of, if you have that inkling, you've got to follow it. Oh yeah. Um, there are days that I love it. It was hard to get here. Um, but overall, like I don't work on Fridays and I work half days on Tuesdays. Um, and then if I finish early, I can leave, right? <laughs> yep. It's pretty and nice. I generally like what I do. And I like the people I work with. Mm-hmm. And you get to choose who you work with and the way that you do what you do. Um, I wear jeans and access fund t-shirts to work and sneakers. You know, I don't have to wear business casual. If I don't do my hair, nobody yells at me. I haven't worn makeup since last Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I mean, Those it's are like the surface level perks, but it is right. a lot of work and mm-hmm. it was really hard to get here. And it was a lot of figuring it out on my own. Yeah. And it's not, it's not easy either because especially in the climbing industry, it's not like, Hey, who can I ask about this? Because it's just, you're kind of like, creating that path like you're the becoming the resource there's not many more out there for you to help guide you on this there are uh, a handful of uh, climbing physios and on the west coast like colorado and west Mm -hmm. but there's to my knowledge there aren't really any other in connecticut right if there are please call me you know, <laughs> let's connect here. So, yeah. I mean, you used to live in Utah and Salt Lake City. What is it about the East Coast over there that you love so much? Like, why are you there? I uh, I grew up in New York. I went to college in uh, Vermont, and the majority of my family is in Connecticut. Um, and the Gunks is about an hour and a half from where my office is. I have no complaints about spending most of my days off at the Gunks. Yeah. I mean, it, I haven't been, but it sounds fantastic. It sounds great. Yeah. Okay. So for you to kind of wrap this up, so how can people work with you? Let's say, like, what are the types of things that you, I mean, we said shoulder injuries, but like, when do people know like, hey, I need to go see a chiropractor, you know, and maybe make that virtual appointment if they're not local to you? Yeah, well, I mean, shoulder injuries just happens to be the most common thing I've seen recently. Um, I think chiropractors get the stereotype that it's all low back pain, but it's really anything to do with the musculoskeletal system. Muscles, joints, tendons, ligaments, which are all over your body. Uh, (laughs) And I do uh, telemedicine appointments, which are great for a woman who is having questions about their uh, cycle and things in that nature. But as far as chiropractors anywhere... Uh, chiropractors do a lot of different things to do with the musculoskeletal system and nervous system. So if you have questions about like your body aches and pains about sport related or otherwise, find a good chiropractor. Yeah. And it's better to do that sooner rather than later. I mean, I'm sure you've seen tons of people that you're like, wow, maybe a couple months ago you should have popped in here. Hey, better late than never. That's so true. Okay, I will put a link in the show notes to where you can connect further with Dr. Lexi, so her website, also her Instagram, so that you can keep in contact with her. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this, please make sure you go leave a rating and a review. And monthly, I will actually be doing a giveaway for a free training plan. So if you head to wherever you find your podcast, so that can be on Apple, iTunes, that can be on Stitcher, go ahead, leave that rating and review. And once a month, I'm going to be drawing somebody's name for a free training plan. I so appreciate the feedback and it helps me get to know you better and get to know exactly what you want to hear on the podcast. Stay tuned for next week.